Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Expert Answers from Inside Scientific. Inside Scientific is the online environment for life science webinars and virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today, we are joined by Will Redfern and Sarah Wells. Will is an Associate Director at CVS and CNS Translational Center of Expertise and joins us from AstraZeneca. Sarah is the Director of the Mary Lyon Center at MRC Harwell Institute. They are here to discuss 24-7 monitoring of group house rodents in true IVC racked home cage environments for safety pharmacology and phenotyping applications. Let's jump in. Questions about how data is saved and analyzed, specifically, you know, what is the, the file format, how does one get data out, and how quickly can uh, one get data, you know, out of the system so that it can be further analyzed and consumed. Douglas, can we start with you to answer yeah. that question? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, it's probably worth me just spending a minute describing how the, the system actually deals with data. So each of the cages has a small local computer that's gathering the, the raw data, that's the video feed and the feed from the, the base plate from the RFID detectors. That's stored locally and it's kept, kept safe. And then there's a server unit which goes round each of the cages and gathers that data every few minutes. And one of the things is obviously you want to be able to see this not at the end of the experiment but at any one time. So you can actually log into the server and actually get a, a report on, on what has been saved. You can look at the video, you can see the overlays, and as soon as that data is on the server, it's also starting to do the analysis. It's starting to overlay some of the behavioral analytics onto that data. So yeah, you, you can get an analysis happening during an experiment. So within 15 minutes, say, you've actually got access to data and results. Uh, you can sample that data and get it in a, a more easy, easy to, to communicate format, say Excel uh, or into any statistical package. Does that help? Okay, fantastic. Yes, thank you very much. That, that certainly does. Uh, Will, Will and Sarah, do you have anything to add um, to what uh, Douglas just had to, to say? I guess I would just add it's, it's worth thinking up strategies for saving this data because, of course, as the analysis becomes more sophisticated, there's an opportunity to return to it. Okay, perfect. Yes, I'm nothing to add to that. Okay, fantastic. Another question, you know, Sarah, you specifically did mention the three R's benefits provided by a system like this. Can you elaborate and just talk about what some of the three R's benefits are of the actual HCA? So I think one of the most exciting things for, for us to consider is that we may actually be able to see some early phenotypes. So those phenotypes that, that appear in maybe a neurodegenerative model, but appear very rarely starting off maybe once or twice a day, maybe, maybe during, the light, uh, during the dark phase, very early tremors, maybe seizures that we don't see, so that we will actually be able to, to refine our, our disease models to be able to have points of early intervention. And I think that that's really exciting in terms of being able to pick up when animals are sick or getting sick. And in terms of, of moving towards drug therapies, that's absolutely what you want for, with neurodegenerative diseases. You don't want the animal to have got so sick that, that, that the pathology is so advanced that it's not, it's not, you can do nothing about it, it's not druggable. 
I also think that there's a massive opportunity for reduction in animals here. So using less animals but recording them more often and using longitudinal studies which will be statistically stronger than big animal groups in, in single studies. So I think that's, that's a really interesting prospect. Okay, fantastic. Will, do you have anything to add to that, what some of the three R's benefits are of a system like this? Yeah, just to start, the, the three R's are reduction, refinement, and replacement. Obviously, we're not replacing animals here, but in terms of reduction in the use in toxicology studies and safety pharmacology, we would probably be able to use this system in place of standalone locomotor activity studies, which do would then normally nowadays require a, an additional group of animals. And in terms of refinement, in toxicology studies by their very nature in the high dose groups of repeat dose tox studies which are dosed at the maximum tolerated dose, you will get outlier animals that are more susceptible. And this system would enable you to detect animals at risk and you would see, you know, that maybe overnight there'd been an animal that had a reduced activity or possibly hadn't been feeding and that would supplement decisions made on, on a welfare basis. You know, I can see both on the data, for the scientific data and in terms of welfare impact that this would be quite a helpful system. Okay, fantastic. Douglas, do you have anything to add from your perspective? Just a brief point, because we have the identity of each of the animals, in certain studies you can actually mix the treatment groups into, into different cages and that actually gives you a data point per cage per animal and actually that's allowed some of the, the early studies to actually reduce the number of animals they've needed to get the same statistical power. Okay, great. Fantastic. Looking here, what else could the system be used for beyond the examples that were shown today? Well, I'll start with you. You did bring up a slide towards the end there, but can you maybe just elaborate on some other exciting things that you see in store or what's maybe yeah. perhaps most pertinent to you? Yeah, I did, I did cover this, but I think one that we want to particularly go at, and Sarah mentioned this as well, is convulsions. And these are only detected manually when the staff are actually around during the daylight phase, and obviously they can occur at any time of the night, at night or day. So the ability to detect an abnormal motor event, flag it up, and say, for example, you've got a log saying RAT 7, 3.40 a.m., abnormal motor event, then you've got the ability to manually assess the video at that time point just to verify that that was actually a convulsion. That would be kind of the holy grail for us in toxicology studies. Okay, perfect. And Sarah, do you have anything else to comment on in terms of what you see uh, as an example for a system like this beyond what was shown today by yourself and Will? I think there's an exciting prospect to be able to, to define aggression better and the aggressor versus the, the animals that are being, that are being attacked. In some, in some GA models, aggression is a problem. And I also think that there's, I think everybody will laugh at this, but I also think that there's a, a, a big opportunity here to actually time matings properly. And I think for the embryologists, this will be very important. We put, we put animals together to mate and then we harvest embryos based on an arbitrary time we think they may have mated. And I think you could stage embryos and you, could, you can really look at fertility if we could video it. Okay, perfect. And I assume convulsions, aggressive behavior, and all this, the mating behavior are all behaviors that you're scarring and analyzing now and, and are being... They're difficult to analyze. It's difficult to analyze mating behavior. You have to stand by a cage and wait for it to happen. So um, if you could do it in an automated way, it would make it much more logistically possible. 
Perfect. Douglas, can you comment on this question as well? well this is something that we've been thinking about when we designed the product, uh, that people will always come up with new ideas uh, for things they want to do. And, and Will and Sarah have, have described process through which we, we gather information to train the system to do something new. But we've designed it so that you keep all of the raw data so that when something new comes along, you don't have to do the experiment again. You can take the new analysis algorithm and apply it to all of the old data and see, have we seen this before or what would my experiment look like if I was interested in convulsions, for, for example. Okay, great. A question here is, can the system be used and controlled remotely? For instance, over the weekend when a lab would not regularly be monitored and people aren't around. I don't know who wants to take a stab at this. Douglas, do you want to start, perhaps? Sure. There's actually very little to control in the system once it's up and running, uh, and it is designed for days, weeks, up to, up to months in terms of study length. So, yeah, it will run over the weekend without any intervention. There is the ability to export a live feed, so with appropriate network connections, you could actually remotely connect into the system and see exactly what's happening live. Or as I've described earlier, you log into the server, you can also get, with just a short delay to a period of minutes, you can start to get analysis as well. Okay, perfect. Another question here, perhaps we'll just make this our last, is once you have a rack installed with the system, is it fixed? or can the modules be taken in and out as needed? Again, I'll let one of you three answer that question, whoever you feel is most. The, the system itself is physically installed into the rack, so it's not going to be taking it in and out very particularly easily. But of course, the cages aren't. You can swap the cages in and out. Uh, 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 so uh, any problem, it's just, uh, it's, but it is installed into a physical rack. Uh, obviously, if that doesn't suit, you can get a desktop version, uh, but obviously it's based around the, the IVC rack as standard. Okay, fantastic. I'd like to thank David Craig and Douglas Armstrong from Actual Analytics for their time today and for sponsoring this wonderful event. And finally, a huge thank you to Dr. Will Redfern and Dr. Sarah Wells for their fantastic presentations and for sharing the results they are collecting with this very exciting new technology. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you will tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. For the full webinar, please see the link in the description. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you next time.